We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You're listening to Building the Broncos with Nick Kendall and Carl Dummler, Broncos Country's leading draft and scouting analysts. Get on over to milehighhuddle.com to sound off on all things Broncos. Welcome in, everybody, to February 21st, Tuesday evening. It's time for an episode of Building the Broncos. I am Nick Kendall, and joined by, as always, on these Tuesday evening shows, Carl Dummler. Carl, how are you doing today? I know it's been a busy a busy day for you, so I appreciate you taking the time for little old me. Yeah, no, it's, uh, this is, you know, for me, this is my relax, have a good time. Yeah. So I I like being able to unwind on a day with all of this. So I appreciate all of you joining us here today. And it's just good to have the the whole crew here today. Yeah. Everybody's been hit and miss on vacations, which I get. You know, it's our kind of off season. Mm-hmm. And uh, before we get ready going here, oh, here a couple of weeks, we'll start doing combine, next, week's a, next free week. agency. Yeah, I guess, it, yeah, it's next week. Then we got yeah. free agency after that. And yep. uh, then you got, of course, draft coming in April. So it, it gets pretty busy here for the next couple of months. But Excited to have everybody back. Scott in the background going on. And, um, you know, I, I will say, Scott, I appreciate you so much more having to do all the background stuff myself yes, last week and, uh, you know, keeping track of all the Facebook comments and everything else. So uh, I just wanted to give a big shout out to him back there. But, yeah, good to see you, man. How was, how was Hawaii? Hawaii was great. Uh, talked about it a bit with uh, Scott and everybody, but did Big Island. I Sometimes, you know, you're on vacation. It's like, okay, I'm exhausted. I'm ready to come home. I could have probably spent another three or four days there still. So I guess that's a sign of a good time. Uh, great people, good time, expensive, but I live in Seattle. So I was expecting like the, the shell shock. Oh my God, gas is so expensive in Hawaii. It's not that much more expensive than it is already here <laughs> out here in Seattle. So it is what yeah. it is. But uh, let's say hello to some people coming in. First, I want to give a shout out to people coming in and giving the likes and the hearts on Facebook. George Fox with a thumbs up. Thank you so much. And we got Jesse Francisco Sanchez with the hearts over on Facebook. You guys be like them joining us. Click the thumbs up. And we got Kevin Gray in the house saying, I don't. No, but I think the uh, Will Evening Broncos Country. I think he's talking about the Draymond Jones question here. Well, either way, good to see you, Kevin. I don't know if, know if they'll tag him. Yes, absolutely. We got William coming in saying it only give him $12 million at the most. Franchise tag is way more than that, and I just don't think he's worth that. Carl, what do you think Draymond Jones's market is going to be? Because I keep seeing this number. I think Scott threw out 12 earlier. Franch- the what? How much has the salary cap gone up in the last year? Like 5%, 6% or something? Usually I'm thinking he's going to yeah. get something like 17.5 uh, average yeah. per year. That that would be my guess. Uh, just one, you got some teams that have big money that they need to spend. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're actually, I think there's four teams. So we're at the end of a three-year window. 
of mm-hmm. teams having to spend their 90% of their, their franchise or their cap money. Mm-hmm. And there's four teams that are way under right now. They're going to have to spend huge this offseason. Uh, Bears, Falcons, Cowboys, which really surprised me. Hmm. And I can't remember what, what was the fourth team. But I have uh, no idea. yeah, but anyway, and some of those teams have some major cap to go out there and spend. So they, they can overpay and 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 do just fine. It's not going to be a big deal. But um, so, yeah, I think if he hits the market, he's going to easily get that 17, 18 million in the Broncos. And I think he's one of those guys who's going to sit there and say, I want my money. Yeah. I don't think he's going to give the Broncos a discount to no. stay here in Denver. I really no reason Denver, to. But yeah, no reason to, right? They've been bad. Uh, they've gone up through multiple defensive coordinators now. Uh, he was pretty darn salty when they moved on from Bradley Chubb. And this is his chance to cash in as a third round pick. Go get your money, uh, is my opinion. I'd love to have him back. You know, I'm a big drip. Big Draymond Jones fan, but uh, we'll see. I think the team to keep an eye on here would be the Bears. Uh, Matt Eberflus looking for that one technique three, or excuse me, the one gapping three technique out there. I think Draymond would be pretty good there, but we'll see how it plays out. We got Dominique coming in saying, hey, Broncos country. I look forward to these podcasts. What well, we look forward to hearing from you, Dominique. Thank you so much. Day and night, you guys keep me interested. Keep up the great work. Well, that's that's what it's all about, you know, the, the content. We got a lot, plenty to say about the content that's being produced. Kevin Gray, best Broncos podcast I know. Thank you so much, Kevin. We appreciate it. And $25 coming in from EJ saying, I say use the non-exclusive franchise tag. Match if you want. Get two first-round picks if you don't, assuming I understand correctly. Yeah, there are different levels of the franchise tag. There's a non-exclusive. There's the exclusive. And the Broncos could... It does, I don't think it saves them that much money, um, the mm-hmm. exclusive versus the non-exclusive. But certainly, yeah, if somebody wants to pay him and give up two first-round picks on the big contract, they won't, uh, then that's fine. And I would ex- I would assume that if they do put the tag on him, it will be the non-exclusive. Yeah. And EJ, thank you so much for that that huge donation there, getting us started off with the orange coming in. Yeah, and it. uh, it'll be interesting. I, one other thing is the Broncos are looking at changing up their uniforms. So if anybody has a picture of what they they want the uniforms to look like send them over to i think is it yeah. is it leech is the one that's looking at them yep yep i think Demani so but, yep so but anyway thank you again ej for that and i i doubt the broncos had ever i mean obviously I, there's no doubt like there's no way they're getting two first round picks for Traymond jones yeah. I, I think if they do tag him i think they're willing to take less in a trade i think if they could get like a second round pick they would be pretty ecstatic about that idea getting to yeah. save the money on top of now having to get back into that second round where they don't have a pick right now. Yeah. And just talking about it a little bit again, EJ, thank you so much. $25. That's big time. That helps us out so much. Uh, Carl and I and the whole mile high huddle crew really do appreciate that. Uh, talking about the letting Draymond walk, you know, maybe the Broncos be ecstatic if they get a second round pick from tagging and trading him. If the Broncos do let him hit free agency, any walks, the best pick they could get would be a compensatory third round pick from him, which wouldn't hit until 2024. And that's not a guarantee because if the Broncos go out there and sign somebody to a relatively equivalent contract, those picks cancel each other out. So no guarantees on uh, the Broncos getting compensation back for losing Draymond Jones. Uh, They can kind of not cheat the system, but you like go out there and sign instead of guys who hit free agency, the ones who are cap casualties uh, and sign those guys. Those don't count against the compensatory formula, but uh, it's a, it's a long game to play. And if you can get a mid third round pick late second round pick now for him instead, Definitely something you would uh, rather do, but that means another team has to give it up. So we'll see how it plays out. But uh, Draymond Jones, definitely a topic here. We're going to get into Mike Kliss's tweet here and talk about what his market could be, what the tag would look like. And first, Michael Rome coming in saying, 
I like Draymond Jones, but not at the price it's going to take to resign him. Uh, it's probably best to make an offer, but walk if that offer's too high. Maybe tag and trade would be a good idea. I wish in hindsight, you know, if we knew that it was going to be this hardball thing and it seems like it's trending towards he won't be back, that's based on just vibes, not somebody saying, oh, they're not going to tag him for sure. Based on Mike Kliss's tweet, nobody knows yet uh, how that's going to work out. But as far as the tag and trade goes, I wish they'd have traded him when, if he, he was not going to be back, I wish they'd have traded him when Bradley Chubb was traded. Season yeah. was already off the rails. I feel bad for, I guess, the other defensive guys and Azure Evero in that case, but then you probably could have gotten a second round pick for him that could have been used in this draft or something more because you would have had half a year's control, just like with Bradley Chubb. And yeah, I don't know. And you think the Broncos would value him because when the trade deadline was coming around, you heard everybody's name come up besides Draymond Jones, right? Like, so they did value him enough to not chop him as much, but here we are. Maybe they don't value him enough to uh, pay him what he's looking for. Yeah. And I guess, do you want to read the Mike Kliss tweet so we can kind of get a little bit of a picture of what's going on there? Sure. So two tweets uh, coming this morning at uh, 628 Mountain Time. Uh, first one coming in at uh, 611 actually says uh, from Mike Kliss, uh, Channel 9, uh, Denver Broncos insider, says while franchise tag window, while the franchise tag window opens today, Broncos not expected to consider it with Draymond Jones till March 7th deadline. So they're going to run it down to the wire. Even then, they may pass in hopes of working out a deal by March 13th, 15th free agent opener. Broncos love Draymond, may not love the tag prices of 18.94 for the defensive tackle and 19.73 for the defensive end. He then quote tweets his own tweet and says, then again, no team ever likes a player's market this time of year. This figure is to be down to the deadline negotiation with Draymond. He's a very good player. It's quote, we can't afford that end quote versus quote, we can't afford to lose him end quote dilemma, not decided till the deadline pressure from both sides. So Broncos still have that tag in there. This does not read that they won't tag him. It's saying that they wouldn't like to tag him. Obviously, it's expensive to do so. I do think it's interesting that he throws in there the uh, the value of a defensive end and defensive tackle. I think that could be an interesting situation here. Maybe he'd even go to an arbitration process uh, for Draymond Jones. It's only, it's only God, send it to me, but it's only like with the difference of like point, what, eight million? Uh, yeah, about point <laughs> eight million. God, give that to me, please. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that'd be incredible. Somebody do a super chat, a point eight million. God bless you. But uh, no, that would be it'll be interesting to uh, follow it here. And Cliss pretty much says Broncos don't want to tag him. They still might tag him. They don't want to. Yeah. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? 
That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And we got Naj coming in with a 1999 super chat. Thank you so much, Naj. Saying, hey, brothers, after Chubb was dealt, the D-line struggled mightily. Then when Draymond was hurt, the defense was downright horrific last few games. If he's not back with will the team, what will the team do? That defense could be in real trouble. And you're right. Yeah. The problem was once Chubb went, obviously then everybody focuses on Draymond. We're going to double him. We're going to make anybody else beat us. And he was struggling at that point. I wouldn't say he was struggling. I mean, he was handling his double teams. It's just nobody else was stepping up to, to fill that gap that was left by Bradley Chubb. And so that is something that you're kind of looking at of saying – what are we going to do here to fill this gap if he does walk? Now, the nice thing is the free agent defensive line class is actually pretty darn good. I, I think there's going to be some some decent names hit the market. Um, I, I know you got the two Philadelphia guys, Fletcher Cox, Javon Hargrave hitting the market. Dalvin Tomlinson, you know, I've been a big fan of his for, for a long time. Um, somebody that is familiar with Sean Payton is David Onyemata. He was another one that had his contract voided, so it doesn't count within the compensatory picks. So I think the Broncos would probably look pretty darn hard at him. Uh, Ashawn Robinson, Jordan Phillips, Deron Payne is another one that's probably going to get a pretty darn big contract hitting the market. Chris Warmly, Sheldon Rankins. Uh, so like I said, th- there's actually some decent names that, that you could look out there. I, I don't know if they're going to bring everything that Draymond brings. And I think you could probably say Draymond is now really entering into the prime of his career where some of these guys are maybe coming out of their prime. So you, you got to factor that within all of this. But uh, so I don't think it's kind of a you're completely lost if he walks, but you definitely want to get him back here if you can. Yeah, thank you so much, Naj. Defense could be in trouble. I made this point as well. Broncos defense as the season went on got worse and worse. Granted, towards the end of the season, you had that crazy output game from the Rams that really small sample size weighs it down. And then also two games against the Chiefs, which hurts as well. So definitely losing good players means your defense, your team is going to be worse. Um, We got Gary Palmer coming in 499 saying, hey, Nick, Carl and Scott, just giving a little love. Gary, that's a lot of love. We really appreciate that 499 uh, MHH for life. Hashtag Buckham. Thank you so much, Gary. And uh, a little love also, a lot of love coming in from D-Generation X, rocking the, uh, gosh, uh, BMX helmet there, looks like, saying, uh, who would actually trade for Draymond if they actually do franchise tag? Can't see a team out there that would be pay that. Uh, but if there is, what do you think they'll get in a trade for him? He's a pass rusher from the interior defensive line, and there are only about 10 to 15 guys in the league that you can count on to do that uh, from that position. He's also versatile in what he can do, three technique, four eye, even some seven technique for the Broncos. They like to use him as a heavy edge this season in the twist and stunt game. So he's a versatile young player. Somebody's going to want to pay him. As far as the tag and trade goes, you don't see that very often, so I would reckon it wouldn't happen just because it's pretty rare in general. Uh, but uh, that said, what could you get for him? You don't have any cost control left, but Bradley Chubb only had half of a season of cost control left, and they still traded a first for him. So I'm guessing you could probably get a mid-second round pick, lower second round pick. But again, this just you don't see it happen very often uh, where a guy is tagged and traded right before they hit free agency. Yeah. Like I said, there, there's a lot of teams that have tons of cap space trying to figure out what they're going to do with it. I, I think they could 
they'd love to get a player of a known commodity to him, you know, that he's bringing what, what you need. And so uh, I think you'd have a few teams probably bidding on him and, and you could maybe get that bid going up because I mean, it's kind of the same with Bradley Chubb. There's quite a few teams going, Hey, maybe this is that one player that kind of gets us over the edge and we don't want to have to, you know, negotiate in the off season with 30 other teams that are trying to sign him, kind of thing. Uh, I guess it'd be 31 if the Broncos were still trying to sign him too. But uh, like I said, I still think the Broncos really do want to get something done, Yeah. but they just don't want to obviously pay more than they have to. No team does, but they, they really, I think they have a number set in their head right now of what they, they think he's worth. And unfortunately I think Draymond's going to be more than that by probably about four or 5 million. And I mean, it's part of the negotiation process. They start high, we start low. Hopefully we can find something in the middle. I just worry about again that stubbornness of Draymond that he's just gonna say, I know my value. I'm gonna go get it. I don't know if I'd use the word stubbornness, but uh you know the resolve. Uh he wants that money yeah. and God bless him. Uh I am yeah, never I, going to yeah. <laughs> I don't fault him for it one bit. No. But D Generation X, thank you so much for your your super chat there. Yeah. Uh really, really appreciate it. Yeah. 100%. We really do appreciate that. Ah, there's that 100%. I'm trying to get rid of that I, one. I missed it. <laughs> God. Uh, Michaela Israel saying, good evening, Broncos country. Good to see you, Michaela. We always appreciate you. Jonathan Peterson, the defense was better as a collective than individuals, barring a couple standouts like Simmons and PS2. Yeah, that's, that's true for every single defense, right? But defense, I think, is more talent-based than the offenses in terms of scheme versus the actual talent on the field. You got to have the horses yeah. on the defensive side. You're right that you named the two all pros out there. But after that, I mean, the Broncos defense really is a bunch of solid players, average players, but there's not many difference makers specifically on that front seven. I think DJ Jones is a B level player, but if you lose Draymond Jones after that, it's, I mean, a bunch of C's, yeah, a lot of question marks, <laughs> I guess, but a lot of like C D level talent yeah. out there beyond Draymond Jones. I really like the talent of Randy Gregory. He's never available, really. He's always injured. Uh, Baron Browning, also an upside player, but maybe better as like the super sub, like third edge rusher that you have rather than a starter. The linebackers are both solid. I'm not here to overpay for linebacker. You don't have to have a Al, Al Wilson out there, Brian Urlacher to have a great defense. But uh, on the defensive line, you need some dudes, and this defense doesn't have it, apparently, as uh, Jonathan Peterson is saying there. Let me ask you this. Since we don't know who the defensive coordinator is yet, Let's say it is between Vance Joseph and Rex Ryan. Seems like those are kind of the, the two big names still left out there that, I mean, there's some others. Desai is still out there, but it seems like it's kind of those two are, are the main talking points. Does it change your perspective on how much you're willing to pay Draymond Jones, depending on which one of those coaches you get? They're both very uh, blitz happy three, four multiple defensive looks um, from that defensive line uh, that you're looking for. So no, not really. I think Draymond Jones would be a good fit in either of them with the twists and stunts they'd want to do and the pressure packages. So versatility up front is great. Uh, and being able to play multiple gaps is great. So I think that both of them would fit the Vic Fangio style defense, even though the Broncos drafted uh, Draymond Jones. Was that Vic's first year here? I believe so. Um, I don't know if he's really as much of a true, you know, run defense, play, rush the quarterback, but while also still having a gap control of the other gap that you're trying to press. So the gap opposite you're trying to press. So maybe not ideal for that package, but we saw him really good this season with the versatility where you are trying to create one-on-ones with uh, pass rushers and Draymond Jones. A lot of times was highlighted with those one-on-ones. So yeah, I think, it'd, I think uh, Rex Ryan or Vance Joseph, if either of them got the job, Draymond Jones would be a really good player 
for them in that scheme. And if they lost him, somebody they would have to try to replicate the role because I don't see anybody else on here who can rush the passer from the interior like he he can, even close. Right. So. Yeah, so we got Phil McLaughlin coming in with some big stars. Thank you so much, Phil. Yeah, Saying thanks. good evening, Nick, Carl, and Deacon Scott. Any chance we could pick up Van Ness or Ojolari in the draft? Go Broncos, buck them. If the Broncos are drafting Lucas Van Ness or BJ Lucas Van Ness from Iowa, defensive end, kind of bigger, six foot six, six foot five, two hundred and seventy five pounds, or BJ Ojolari, who's I think six four, two forty five, two fifty. It means that a something happened with one of those guys, uh, knock on wood for both of them, but like an injury or something off the field between now and the draft, or the Broncos traded somebody away and got a first round pick. Lucas Van Ness and Daniel Jeremiah's mock that just came out today went eight overall uh, to the Atlanta Falcons. He everybody's buzzing about how he's going to do at the combine. Uh, just it's not a great draft this year at the top, or you know after I guess pick six. They're saying that. So Lucas Van Ness might be one of the, the first guys of that second tier to get taken uh, because of the position he plays in the pass rush. And Ojolari, really good bend, uh, good twitch. I think he was mocked to the Broncos in one of the earlier mocks before they traded for Sean Payton from maybe it was Daniel Jeremiah's first mock of the yeah. season. But uh, if the Broncos drafted those guys, that means something happened. Either they traded away a player and got a first round pick or one of these guys got hurt or something else. So yeah, it, probably not happening. But Phil, thank you so much, Phil. Right. Like I said, it either take like one of the worst combine performances where everybody has to go back and question what these guys are doing. And it doesn't sound like either of them are going to have that problem. They're yeah. both athletic freaks. And so it's going to be fine. But we got Patrick coming in all the way from Hawaii saying aloha, gents, 100%. Uh, 100p, baby. We appreciate <laughs> you, Pat. Uh, God, I was bragging about you to my mom today about the, uh, the Lion Coffee and how awesome that is. She's like, oh, that's so incredible that uh, sending out you some. Lion Coffee, we really do appreciate it. Naj coming in, second super of the day, I believe, coming in here. Mm -hmm. Naj, 1999, saying, a nightmarish situation for me will be a top 10 offense next year, but a defense dropping in the bottom five, leading us to another losing season. At least it would be different. <laughs> Good. Yeah. I, uh, I'd probably take that. It'd be frustrating. I think having a horrible defense, maybe this is just me being PTSD'd into the Iowa football way, is having a horrible defense and just not being able to stop anybody is more frustrating for me than watching a bad offense, believe it or not. But uh yeah, that would uh, that would suck. I think that I don't think that's going to happen though, and I'll take the uh, the top ten offense. <laughs> yeah, it, I think you still have at least enough of talent here that even without injuries, right? <laughs> right. Well, yeah. Okay. Let's yeah. say PS two goes down with injury. Don't even mutter it. Oh. I know. I'm sorry, man. Knocking on some wood here. Yeah. yeah. But uh, you get a couple of those big injuries, things can go off the rails pretty darn quick. Unfortunately. And yeah. you, you do have some great offenses that you're playing here in the AFC West. So it does kind of cause your stats to, have, to be on the rise compared to other divisions mm -hmm. just because of the quarterbacks you're playing. Uh, I mean, we'll still have to see what the Raiders do. Still some talk about them going after Aaron Rodgers. I mean, can you imagine six games against Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert? <laughs> When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the story of the one. 
As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We're probably going to get a solid draft pick. Got us. <laughs> who knows? Uh, maybe not. Nah, probably not that bad, but that would be really insane. Yeah, uh, that's that's a nightmarish scenario. Thank you, Naj. Not nightmarish. Double dipping on the Super Chats today. Just let's uh, how uh, heavenly dream scenario. Top 10 offense next year. Let's cut it off at that. That's what I'm choosing. There to read. You go. I'm having selective reading. Adam Strange. What's up, Bronco Maniacs? Good to see you, Adam. We got I'm the man coming in here saying good evening. Good, thank you. I'm the man. Also, good evening, Michaela. Michael Rome always coming in here. What's up, guys? Evening, gents. We got M he M G coming in saying what up, MHH fam. What up to you? Hope you're doing well. Uh, Jace Sawyer saying tag Draymond pretty please possibility and if the broncos do tag draymond unlike what anthony says here's let draymond walk he isn't happy in denver uh then i'm not thinking he's gonna play on that tag i'm thinking they're gonna work out something to get him signed long term we saw it with von miller i if i'm not mistaken i know we saw it with demarius thomas they placed the tag on those players and then july uh they came around and were able to sign a long-term extension right before that deadline where they couldn't do it anymore right ryan clady is another one yes god that's a Brian Clay was awesome, man. That was a, I remember listening to the, listening to that draft on the radio, making my parents listen to it. I'm drive to my grandparents' house. Uh, Ryan Clay, who Boise state. I don't, I don't know nothing. Uh, Chase Wellner, BTB. Good to see you, Chase. We always appreciate you. Got our guy Keone coming in here. Aloha. Uh, saying I love big Island, but I live on Oahu. So does Patrick uh, out there on Oahu. I think next for me will be Kauai, but uh, we'll see. I want to get all to those national parks. So maybe Maui is on the list as well. Who knows? Um, we also got our guy Greg Smith in here. Good evening, Broncos country, Denver Broncos for life. We always appreciate seeing Greg in here. Awesome to see Brady Evans, Darlene Howard saying, hey, Broncos country. Hey to you, Brady. Awesome to see you. Hope you're having a great day. Kyle Gallant coming in, Gallant coming in saying Broncos sign a five-year extension for Jerry Judy. So he's staying at the Broncos and not getting traded. I don't think there's been any five-year extension for Jerry Judy that I know. Broncos can put the... Uh, Fifth, they have to make the choice on the fifth year option on Jerry Judy coming up here at some point this offseason. Yeah, they'll do that. They will do that. And because of how much time Jerry Judy has missed, which hasn't been a lot, but because of that, I believe it's the lowest level of the fifth year option of the escalators as well. So it's going to be a massive bargain. Heck, if Jerry has a good year next year, if I was his agent, and you know, sorry, Broncos country, cover your ears here, but I'd be like, Sit out, man. Play that game because you you never know when you're going to go down. Just another reason why I'm telling Draymond to get as much as he can. But uh, right, they'll, they'll they'll use the fifth year option on Jerry Judy. They still have two years of control before they even have to worry about signing him yet. They'll try to drag that out given what the wide receiver market is right now. Right, and I mean that's that's why you're hearing some of these kind of talks of Cortland Sutton being on the trade market because mm-hmm. wide receivers are getting actually pretty good trade value back right now. Yeah, even average ones. Yep. I mean, it was on the athletic podcast. We talked about it this morning, but uh, they were talking about the wide receiver trade market, the huge benefits that teams that traded for wide receivers had last year, especially AJ Brown and Tyreek Hill. I mean, those teams wouldn't be where they were last year without those trades. Right. And uh, how terrible the free agent market is in wide receivers last year or in this year, the big two names that right now are set to hit free agency. According to this interview with Lindsey Jones and uh, Robert Mays said that uh, two big names, Alameda Zacchaeus and Jacoby Myers. Like that's, those are, yeah, I mean, 
fine. They're fine number three receivers, but that's not even like number two. Uh, teams yeah. are holding on to the receivers. It's crazy how valuable they are right now. Uh, even though there's a lot of them, teams want more. Uh, we saw Todd Ostendorf coming in saying, what's up, Nick? Carl on Broncos country. Then we got our guy, Robert America, coming in here saying the main issue for the Broncos is cap space. Can't afford to pay him top dollar, even with the tag. Broncos can manipulate the cap space pretty easily uh, with moving on. I mean, your money for the tag right there is just you move on from Ronald Darby and Graham Glasgow. And that's probably about probably close to 12 million, 17 million right there. So uh, yeah. that's most of it. Right. And and you can, like I said, you can manipulate it where his first year cap hit could be like $5 million. Yeah. And you're, you're just kind of your teams are always working this of trying to kind of set up. Okay. We're going to have these three guys have big cap hits, but we're going to have these other guys left in the lower up theirs. And you know, the saints have done this for years, which is why they're $80 million above the cap right now. And they could probably still go out there and try to spend them. I and they tried to trade for Derek, Derek Carr. Mm-hmm. And they're $80 million above. And you're kind of going, how can they do this? Well, it's because it's a soft cap. Teams yeah. can make it work. Cash keep is adding void years, games. right? Like yeah. the, the void years on the contracts as well. So Broncos could also mess around a little bit, you know, and renegotiate the contract with Justin Simmons, keep around longer position pretty. So you keep him around. Oh, looks like we lost Nick here for a little bit. Uh, but so keep your questions coming in here, everybody. And yeah, the Broncos, like I said, they, they can manipulate a lot of things when it comes to the, all these contracts and um, making it work. It, it's I'm really not worried about the cap, especially now that we've got the, the Walmart money coming in. Before that, Broncos were, I think, bottom three when it came to ownership money. And it, it made some things a little bit more difficult uh, to, to get it going. It's why sometimes those contracts with like Von Miller were a little bit more difficult to, to work. And hey, welcome back. Crazy windy day. So the internet just keeps dropping to nothing for like two seconds and then I'm back. But uh, yeah, they can manipulate the cap. Like you were saying, sorry about that. Uh, dip out for a second. Jetty Splash. Hi, good to see you, Jetty. We appreciate you. I was dragging long enough. I booted you. <laughs> That's okay, Scott. Thank you for uh, booting me. I deserve the boot sometimes from people other than my wife. Uh, <laughs> no, no, not to disparage her. But Carl, um, we were talking about Draymond Jones here. Would you tag Draymond? Uh, what are your thoughts on that? I guess we haven't had a yes, no, maybe, maybe not from you at all. I'm going to put you on the spot here. Yeah, I, I mean, obviously, I'm working for a long-term contract first. Yeah. And if I if I can't get something done and I feel like we're close, yes, I'm putting the tag on him because I'm going to want to keep working that. And, and I do think, like I said, there, there's only about 10 to 15 defensive linemen that are great interior pass rushers. It's easy to find those run stuffers. Like, like yeah. they're they're in abundance in the NFL. Yeah. But to find that true pass rusher, you, you don't usually let those guys walk. And Draymond, when you see him, especially if you can get a, another pass rusher, if Randy Gregory can stay healthy and you can have those two working that one side, you can get some things going well. You can yeah. make this defense dangerous. I mean, we saw it in those first four games when Draymond, Randy Gregory, and and Bradley Chubb all working together. I mean, teams were terrified. Like, what do we do? Who do we block? And if you lose Draymond, okay, you got to figure out how are we going to get this pass rush going? Because right now you've really got one known in Randy Gregory that, yes, he can get after the quarterback. You hope that Browning can take another step this offseason and become a, a, a stronger edge guy that could be a true starter for the Broncos. But you don't know if that's going to happen. 
And beyond them, you don't really have anything else pass rush wise that you can really rely on. So you, you just, you can't lose that. Otherwise this defense is really going to struggle. Might struggle a little bit anyway, uh, right with the defensive front right now. I mean, they're just missing horses on the defensive line. Uh, the only person I feel comfortable about being an above average player on that ent- entire defensive front next year is DJ Jones. Now, Randy Gregory, Baron Browning, really talented, missed a lot of time. Uh, so I wouldn't be able to count on them. I mean, after that, though, Mike Purcell is a really good niche player as a nose tackle, mm-hmm. but he's older and he's not really an impact player. You love to have him. Every single team that's running with the Broncos want to run needs a Mike Purcell, but he's not a difference maker. He's not an impact player out there. Then after that, you have Awuzarike and Matt Henningsen, who are, you know, we'll see what they do next year, but right. let's be real. Two day three interior defensive linemen at positions that typically are developmental or, you know, God-given gifts guys taken at the top of the draft with the right type of explosiveness and uh, body composition that th- theoretically, if those guys had it, they probably wouldn't have fallen to where they did for the Broncos. But uh, we got our guy, Gerald Garcia coming in here saying who would be a good fit for the Broncos at backup quarterback. Uh, I know that there was an article done by NFL.com suggesting Teddy Bridgewater would be an interesting <laughs> one, given his relationship uh-huh. with Sean Payton. That would be, Pretty funny. I mean, God, would it be? Let's just bring back Teddy Bridgewater, Andrew Locke. Let's just burn it to the ground. Just absolutely hilarity. Uh, but um, my guy has been Jacoby Brissett. I do think that his market is might be hotter than what the Broncos are willing to pay, given how good he was this year and how a number of teams are going to be looking for a bridge guy, uh, whether it be with a rookie quarterback or trying to bridge next season to uh, get on to get back to Kyler Murray. I guess I'll just pull that out. I think I could see the Cardinals signing Jacoby for one year to give Kyler Murray a season off and then go back to him. But uh, I would love Jacoby Brissett if he's available and not too expensive. Yeah. I, I think you're looking at the second tier of quarterbacks that are going to be hitting the market. Like you said, just the Broncos want somebody that can come in and start if need mm-hmm. be. And like a Teddy Bridgewater, he could come in and start. He's had plenty of starts in the NFL. He's worked well with Sean Payton before. So he does make a ton of sense for the Broncos if they can yeah. go get him. But, um, you know, you'd like somebody that could push Russell Wilson. I just don't know if you can afford paying Russell Wilson and paying that other guy that that's probably going to cost you maybe seven, 8 million, maybe even up to 10 million to get that backup that can actually push him. Yeah. And Lawrence Rivera talking back up with some stars here saying, I'm sure I'm worried because we need a running back for Russ to be a Super Bowl Russ, but Sean Payton really hasn't had seasons that make any running back shine. I think Russ is going to get that boot and I don't want him gone yet. I mean, he did pretty darn good with uh, Deuce Staley was there for a bit. Uh, you had obviously some really good seasons from Alvin Kamara out there. You had Darren Sproles was incredible for the Saints as well. So they've had some pretty darn good seasons uh, with the uh, with some of those running backs out there. Now it hasn't been like a prime Adrian Peterson, Barry Sanders, you know, kind of season. But th- he's typically been a pretty good run game uh, our leaner out of the run game and then running the pass game off of it. So yeah, I don't know if I do agree with that totally Lawrence. And as far as your comment about, I think Russ is going to get the boot and I don't want him gone yet. I think that's more so dependent on Russ, his play, his buying into the team and the system uh, than anything else. The boot it's, if he gets the boot, it's because he didn't live up to expectations. Yep. I'm with you there. hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> From you, maybe 99. <laughs> Phil McLaughlin. Guys, I read that Daniel Jeremiah ranked Benito as the best value selection in the second round last year. I don't agree. Thoughts personally, I ranked Dulcich above him. Well, Dulcich was a third rounder. Yeah. So that would change things. As far as the best value second in the second round, if that was recent, you'll have to send it to me because I'll write that up. But uh, 
I don't know, man. You had Abe Lucas last year play pretty darn. Oh, he was a third rounder too. Gosh, I, I don't know. Um, there was some good. Oh, Cam Taylor Britt was incredible in the second round uh, this past year. Um, you had a few others that were pretty awesome in the second round, but I don't know. We didn't see Benito that much last year. I think he was an okay rotational pass rusher, a speed rusher, and I think he'll continue to be that. Uh, but best value, I, I don't know if I could say that just yet. Yeah, and I guess it should be a sign of we didn't even mention him earlier when we were talking about edge players for the Broncos of just how little impact he kind of made this last year. He had a couple really nice plays, just kind of like what you saw in college. If you watch just his highlight tape, you're going, man, this guy, he is everywhere. He's making plays like crazy in the backfield because that's what he was. He was a highlight reel. But every other play in between, he was getting washed out of it. And so I just – I really worry about what he can even bring for the Broncos moving forward. You know, he's pretty much a a part-time pass rusher for you. He's a third down specialist, but who are you wanting to take off the field to put him in there? Are you really wanting to take Randy Gregory off of there? Are you wanting to take Browning off of there? Not really. No, no, probably not. Uh, You got to rotate those guys anyway. Very few teams play heavy uh, single player edge. I think Nick, Max Crosby last year played like 96% of the snaps for the Raiders defense, which is unheard of for yeah. a pass rusher. Max Crosby is probably the most underrated player in the defense in the NFL right now. But um, we just got this one, Phil. Thank you so much for the stars. We appreciate you so much. Hope you're doing well and always appreciate you coming in. Always love that uh, old D helmet as well. Rocking the stars there. Uh, we had Michaela coming in here asking, uh, Cliss thought we'd hear about the defensive coordinator announcement today or tomorrow. It's coming soon. I would not be shocked if we heard about it. I was hoping for today, Carl. Yeah, I know. Tuesdays, I, I, know. I, I kept refreshing all afternoon going, come on, come on, give me that information. Make it a Tuesday. And they just didn't do it. But I, I guess money on the table. Who are you betting the Broncos are taking a defense coordinator? I'm going to go Rex Ryan just for the content. Uh, give me give me that sweet, sweet content. I need that press conference <laughs> once a week. It's going to be a great time. Uh-huh. Uh I don't know. Uh, we'll see what happens here. Vance Joseph had a four and a half hour interview today with the Eagles. Apparently they're going to have another interview tomorrow. They interviewed Jim Leonard yesterday. That's the Eagles, not the Broncos. So we'll see. I, I'm not all the way against fans. Joseph either. I think that he kind of gets a poor rep for a horrible defense in the in Arizona and a defense that's not very well crafted. Also, I mean, their defensive line cornerback combination talent, might be the single worst in the NFL. And if you've been listening to building the Broncos at all, you talk about defenses. I would spend every single pick I possibly could on the defensive line at the cornerback position, forsaking linebacker and safety for cheaper later round guys. Cardinals did not build that way. They spent picks on safeties and linebackers and it's got them a pretty bleep poor defense. Yeah. I think part of it is obviously his time here in Denver. He, he, he followed a really bad situation and or not, it was a really good situation with the Broncos defense being so great. Mm-hmm. How do you live up to that? That that was always going to be the problem with him having to come in. And it's kind of be the same with any deep coordinator that comes in this year of, you know, Evero did a great job this last year and had the Broncos for the most part, at least for half the season playing like a top three defense. And then some trades happened, some injuries happened and things went downhill pretty quick. But, but for the most part, like I said, he had this, this team humming, is the only thing that kind of kept him in games. Yeah. So can any defense coordinator live up to that? And I think VJ is going to have to struggle with that. Cause like I said, yeah. if you lose Draymond Jones, that's a huge piece that you're missing. Mm-hmm. Obviously Bradley Chubb's already gone. 
And I think a lot of the resources on this team are going to be used to build up the offense and Sean Payton's image. So you're going to already be dealing with a defense. that's probably not hemorrhaging talent, but leaking talent. So it's, it's going to be a tough situation. I'm not, don't get me wrong, chat. I probably some people Nick's stupid Vance Joseph. Are you kidding me? He had the number six overall defense in football, both in DVA and EPA per play in 2021. I think they had a top 10 defense the year before that as well. He's been okay. Uh, I think he's a, probably a B minus level defensive coordinator. It's going to be a step back from his Evero, but, uh, I feel like I'm having a hard time getting too upset about it because this is going to be a team that's going to be trying to build on the offensive side of the ball with Sean Payton. And thank God, because it's been just so painful for so long here in Broncos country, uh, covering the team, cheering for the team, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, we got our guy, uh, Aaron Johnson first. I love the show. Keep up the great work. Thanks so much. Uh, We appreciate you, Aaron. Hope you're doing well. Hope you have a good one. William coming in and also saying he thinks it's going to be Rex Ryan. Honestly, That'd be awesome. I'd be curious to see what the defense looks like for Rex Ryan because he was playing in an era, uh, even what was it, six years out of the league now? Even six years ago, we saw way more base package defenses. You know, 3 4 4 3, bear 4 6 front. He'd run some of that sometime dating back to his uh, dad, buddy Ryan, uh, with the Eagles. But now we're still seeing, you know, 3 4 4 3, but most teams have evolved into a 3 3 5. Uh, four, two, five, five, one, as we saw last year, the Broncos running that, uh, penny personnel. What does Rex Ryan's defense look like in a sub package league? How do the run fits match into that? What coverage does he lean into? Games evolved a lot the last yeah. six seasons. And we can thank Patrick Mahomes and Andrew Reed for that. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. So like I said, it would be fun for the interview. Part of it, part of you, part of me would hope that the Broncos would get some of these, you know, like the HBO specials and get on hard knocks and get Sean Payton and Rex Ryan featured going, going in those practices. And I, I messaged somebody the other day because they were asking if I was going to make it out to training camp this year. And I said, yeah, I think, I think I'll try with my son. And I said, but if they hire Rex Ryan, I might have to get him some earmuffs going for all the, the language that's going to be spoken out there. But it, like I said, it'd be fun. It'd be fiery out there for sure. Yeah, absolutely. It would be interesting if it was uh, Rex Ryan, no doubt. If it's Vance, it's fine. Um, I'm not over the moon about him, but I don't think it's the end of the world also. Uh, yeah. Zebulon, Omega, Kevin Lind coming in saying, any surprise cut or trade candidates for the Broncos? Don't know if there's any surprise cut candidates. I guess the only one that would be a big surprise would be... not Okay, he'd be more likely trade than cut, but like Garrett Bowles, maybe if the Broncos approach him with a hardball offer and say that we need you to take this restructure or we're going to ship you, and he says no, uh, then... You could see him being a trade. That'd be a surprise. And the other one, uh, in an interview on Monday with the Ringers, Lindsley Jones on the Athletic Podcast, referenced it earlier. Cortland Sutton is, uh, was a name as well that apparently has been getting some buzz uh, around the NFL as potentially being available. So, yeah, those would be two I, the two big surprises for me. I'll throw one out to you. What do you What do you think about Brandon McManus as a cut? Yes, I guess that's a, that's a good qualifier. That's that's a solid one as well. You don't reap that much reward for moving on from him. And it's always a little bit scary to go play specialist position roulette because that can be really hit or miss out there. Yeah. Uh, but he didn't play very well this season. I think I'd be willing to give McManus another season with a different holder in Denver. Cause I think a lot of his issues this season were because Corliss Waitman struggled with the exchange. And also we had issues with long snapper as well. An injury guy going on IR, different long snappers. So you don't get much financial benefit from moving on from him. Uh, I'd be willing to give him one more season, and then it's easier to move on after 2023. But if they did move on from him, 
yeah, somewhat surprise. A six out of ten on the surprise scale. Okay. Well, I mean, we were, that was the question. Yeah. Any surprise absolutely. cuts? So I, that, that's one I could see. Just like I said, with the new special teams coordinator coming in, maybe they want to go get their guy. Um, yeah. Waitman, I'd be really shocked if he's still on this team this no year. Way. Yeah. <laughs> but we got Michael Ronquillo coming in. Uh, Michael got one of those Buckham shirts. If anybody's on Twitter, you can go check it out. Uh, but good evening, Nick and Carl. I'm building the Broncos. Go Broncos and Buckham. Thank you so much, Michael. Good to see you here. Um, we got okay. Seth coming in saying, can't we just let ex-Broncos be ex-Broncos, Bridgewater and Locke? That was more tongue-in-cheek. Um, I'm not here for the constant reunion of players uh, in Denver, but I could totally understand uh, Bridgewater being back, given he is a considered a well-liked uh, person. I mean, what he's overcome in his career where he almost had, you know, was it the league amputation? Was that even talked about when he had that horrific Minnesota injury to now uh, connections with uh, Sean Payton out there as a backup quarterback, you could do much worse than Teddy Bridgewater and circling back to the uh, backup conversation with Bridgewater or with any backup quarterback. It's not just, you know, competing with Russell Wilson. It's the, if Russell Wilson stinks next season, again, like he's stunk in 2022 Broncos might want to move on to a backup quarterback because then they can protect themselves from injury guarantees. Uh, there's a huge amount of money that becomes guaranteed. I think the fifth day of the league year in 2024. Uh, so the Broncos would have to release Russell Wilson before that to make sure they don't. Uh, I think you can do it without with a post June 1st designation and still avoid the guarantees, but those guarantees become uh, guaranteed <laughs> if he's injured. Uh, there's an injury clause in there as well. So you might have to have a backup come in there and play to protect yourself from those guarantees uh, kicking in. Right. No, I'm with you there. And yeah, the, the Bridgewater connection, it's not so much because he played with the Broncos before. It's like you said, it's more because of his connection to Sean Payton, that some of his best football in the NFL was with Sean Payton as his head coach. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, he actually looked pretty darn good back then. Uh, this is what got him that big contract going out there to Carolina mm-hmm. and still a decent contract when he came here to, to the Broncos. So um, sometimes it is just finding that right guy that knows how to play it, knows how to work the system to to your strengths. And obviously Sean Payton knows how to do that with Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah. They'll have to do something with the backup quarterback. And I see there's some Rippin talk in the chat. Rippin, my understanding is they really like Rippin as a, essentially a player coach in the room. He's apparently excellent in meetings and whatnot. Uh, but as far as a quality on the field backup quarterback, he is not. Uh, yeah. So uh, he's going to be a hell of a coach one day. Uh, would not, would love to just transition him there. Maybe we can fill up two, uh, two roster spots with one person give him a double contract or something with a, a quality control, offensive quality control coach and the uh, third string practice squad quarterback. But I'd be pretty shocked if the Broncos didn't look to bring in somebody else. Also Rippins lasted uh, multiple staffs. Um, gosh, what was it? The saints that tried to poach Rippin a couple years ago, actually mm-hmm. it might. Yep. Maybe there is something there then. Cause that was still with Sean Payton uh, there in town. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe they would like him there, uh, but Rippins future is definitely as a coach in the league more so than a player. Yeah, for sure. Um, oh, might have been the Titans or Texans. Sorry. Uh, I think, okay, it was actually, I think it was the Texans yeah. now that I think about it. So I digress. So anyway, circling back around one more time to Draymond Jones. Do you think this could get ugly as far as the type of tag the Broncos place on him for the position? Now, I know that he is listed as a defensive end because the Broncos have mainly played a 3-4, but he's not a defensive end in the terms of Von Miller, uh, TJ Watt, Max Crosby, Nick Bosa, uh, go on and on. Joey Bosa, Miles Garrett. Uh, he is more of a 
interior defensive lineman. And I have the uh, stats here in the private chat in his career. And last year, uh, he Draymond Jones played 451 snaps at defensive tackle compared to 224 at end defensive tackle to me is interior defensive line. Right. And then end is edge. It's going to, it might be a weird arbitration process there. If they kind of fight that a little bit, probably not to the same extent that Jimmy Graham, where he was a, Tag as a tight end, but instead right. of a wide receiver, that's a huge difference in money. But right he, he, to me, he's not an end. He's an interior defensive lineman. Yeah, I think to me, if you have high hopes of getting him signed to a, a long-term contract, you do everything possible to not upset him. And so maybe that is part of it of saying, hey, we're going to tag you as an edge. So if we don't get something worked out, you're getting an extra $800,000 or whatever uh, to, to play for us. That's how much we love you. So I, I think sometimes you got to do that with these players a little bit because it, it becomes very personal. I know like NFL teams, they view it as this is business. This is how we have to be. Mm-hmm. But for players like this is their livelihood, like this is everything. And especially this one opportunity to get, you know, for most of it, it's that one opportunity to get a big contract. Maybe they get that second big contract, but for the most part, it is this one chance. And if you're seeing a team that's really trying to lowball you, uh, I can't remember that with, with uh, when John Elway was kind of running things, there's a lot of players really upset with some of the contracts that he would put out there. He'd really lowball them, and it became very, very personal for some of them. Malik Jackson was one that kind of spoke out about that quite a bit after he left the Broncos. And so I'm hoping that that's not what they do here. I'm hoping that they show him the, the respect and let him know, hey, we really do value here, you here in Denver. Yeah, it will be uh, interesting to see how it plays out. Uh, it's a business at the end of the day. I don't know how much you've been following the baseball arbitration, but they, you know, they go at those guys out there and they're their own team, their own players. And they're like, oh, he didn't do this, this and this. It's like, damn, that hurt. But typically at the end of the day, if you show them the money, it's not going to matter so much. So I would try to save that point eight million uh, just because if he does have to play on the tag, then also let's say you do tag him on that. Maybe it's the difference between a second round pick and a third round pick from a team because they were even being able to trade from him from that $0.8 million contract. So I would definitely try to do on the lower one. If it hurts his feelings, you're going to get paid. You're going to be crying with money here in (laughs) four months anyway. So yeah, uh, whatever, Uh, which rightfully so go cry with that money. I don't care. Draymond, you've earned it. Uh, Any word on who the offensive coordinator will be from Ryan Powell on Facebook. Thank you so much, Ryan. He says, I know Sean Payton will be running the show. Who would you guys like to see as the offensive coordinator? There's been some talk about uh, Joe Lombardi. I know that there's been some talk about potentially David Shaw out there. There was a Vinnie Curry as I believe the name was Vinnie Curry. I could be mixing it, up. It's well, he's, Curry, he, w- he it's, went back to the Saints. It's not Vinnie Curry though. Vinnie Curry was an no. edge rusher from Marshall who played for the Eagles. That's the name I'm definitely mixing up there. It's something Curry. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm not sure who it was. Scott says it was Ronald Curry. There we go. So Knew it was Curry something, but uh, those are the names right now. I'd love David Shaw on here. I know that Peyton and Shaw have a history in the the past uh, coaching together, I believe. So that would be my choice. Yeah. I mean, I I would be shocked if Lombardi's not some kind of person within this staff, just because he's spent so much time with Sean Peyton, whether that's offensive coordinator or passing game coordinator, you know, something in that kind of line that he'll get a Mm -hmm. job here with the Broncos. It's kind of the same with like Chris Richards. He got interviewed for the defense coordinator job. I doubt he gets the defense coordinator job, but he'll probably be on this staff in some way, some form. As long as it doesn't cost them uh, 
Parker, then uh, I'm okay with that. But uh, we'll see about the offensive coordinator uh, for the Broncos. It'll be interesting. Giorgio comes in, says Rex Ryan is defensive coordinator, intrigues me. He would be intriguing, no doubt. I do worry that uh, whoever they bring in is going to be a somewhat of a step down from what they had last year. But I said the same thing a year ago when the Broncos moved on from uh, Vance, or excuse me, from uh, Vic Fangio. And uh, is your ever was pretty damn good. I think the key is you got to have a V in the name. So uh, anybody out there, <laughs> Vex Vian, maybe, uh, who knows? But uh, Carl, I think we're probably going to start to wrap it on up here. Obviously, we've uh, talked a lot about Draymond Jones today. Uh, any other th- topics that you were interested in or anybody on the chat, if you have any super chats, anything you want us to dive into, be happy to do so. But uh, we're putting in that final call for the, uh, bringing the bell for the uh, super chats there. I guess I wanted to ask you, since we, we talked about some free agents, is there like one free agent that's kind of at the top of your list right now that you're looking at saying, I really want that person to be a Denver Bronco. Oh man. Putting me on the spot on yeah. that one. Isaac Sim, Sim, Simialu. I think is a guy that I'd be really interested in. He's played some really good football for the Eagles over the last couple of seasons Uh, from Oregon state. I remember liking him a lot coming out of the draft Mm -hmm. as well. A pretty solid athlete, not the biggest guy in terms of the, the overall uh, frame, uh, but been a really good guard for the Eagles for a number of years. I think he could play some center if you wanted to as a pitch, either guard position. I think you're going to get a pretty darn good player from him. And I think the Eagles would be, Okay, moving on from him. They've invested a lot of young players there. So I really like Isaac Simialu uh, from the Eagles. He's a guy that I would love to sign. Yeah. Scott says Tom Brady for him. <laughs> God damn it. God damn it, Scott. He'd be a great <laughs> backup, right? No, that, that'd be uh, that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. No, I, I think that's, I mean, it's kind of nice. Actually, I think this is a pretty decent free agent class that we're except looking at. Except wide receiver, I guess. Yes, except for wide receiver. That. I don't think you're going to see a good wide receiver class for a while just because, I mean, we are seeing teams are willing to pay him. You'll see good cuts. I'm, yeah. I'm guessing the best of talent via free agency wide receiver are going to be guys who were released that signed a big contract that didn't live up to it. Probably. Yeah. We'll see that. I, yeah, I, I agree. I could see that too. Um, but like I said, I think there's some teams that this is kind of the year where they're, you know, they have those void contracts that are coming out. So you're seeing a lot mm-hmm. of those guys even hitting the market where it's kind of nice where, Maybe it doesn't hurt your uh, compensatory compensatory picks, and you can actually go sign some of these guys. And uh, it's nice, with, especially with Sean Payton. Mm-hmm. A lot of those voided contracts are coming from the Saints themselves. So these are guys that he knows. Uh, I do worry, like Alvin Camaro. It sounds like did he get in some trouble? Something involving a strip club in Vegas. I don't know all the details. Uh, yeah, we'll see how it plays out. But right. uh, definitely a complication uh, in putting it lightly. Right. And he's got a knee injury as well. So there, there's a lot of things playing into that, but it'd be hard not if he was available to want to see him here in Denver. Again, Absolutely. having that all around running back that can be that great receiver for you, that can get those huge, huge plays uh, that can turn a five yard pass into a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Broncos have not had that for a while. Would love to see that. Yeah. Can't even think of the last running back they've had like that. Uh, Clinton Portis. Yeah, he's a little different. I mean, as a dynamic running back, yes. Um, he was a little different, though, because he was such a downhill, like, thoroughbred type of runner where Alvin Kamara is a something-into-nothing kind of guy. Uh, Michael Ronquillo coming in and saying, great show tonight, Nick and Carl and Billy and the Broncos. Go Broncos and buck them. Buck you too, Michael. We appreciate it. Always coming in and supporting us. Carl, back at you, though. Is, was was your uh, question, your answer to your own question there, Alvin Kamara? Uh, who's the one free agent no. that you were interested in? 
Well, I, I think one that kind of intrigues me, I don't know if he'll hit the market just because this team still has quite a bit of money that I think they can spend too. Uh, Juwan Taylor for the the Jaguars at the right tackle spot. I think they'll let him walk because they drafted Walker Little early in the second round a couple years ago, and he played yeah. for pretty well for Cam Robinson this year. So I think Juwan Taylor is going to hit the market. Okay. Well, that, that'd be one that very much intrigued me for the Broncos. I don't think he'll be the top paid tackle, which is kind of nice because I think you're going to have guys like McGlinchey. I don't know if he's going to hit the market for sure. McGrary is another one. I doubt he'll hit the market for the, the Falcons. And so I think you can get him down a little bit more yeah. where it's not quite you're having to pay the uh, huge money like the Broncos did with, with Juwan a couple of years ago. Yeah. And so I, I think you can get a decent contract for him, and I think he'd be a great right tackle for the Broncos. Yeah, and honestly, given Broncos free agency game with uh, Draymond Jones, maybe having to play the uh, compensatory pick game with him. My number one guy might not even be available yet because I'm probably yeah. going to be looking for street free agents because the Broncos need to find every single way they can recoup draft capital possible. Some of that might come down to losing Draymond Jones and having to play the comp pick game, which is not ideal, but it is something that uh, we're going to have to discuss as well. So uh, yeah, guys, I think we're going to have to wrap it on up in here. We appreciate everybody coming in. Uh, Jude, Scott's naming some players here. Interesting for the Broncos, Jesse Bates. I probably wouldn't pay that much for a safety Juju Smith Schuster. Probably wouldn't pay for a wide receiver this cycle. Marcus Davenport intrigues me a lot. I think Marcus Davenport, along with the uh, the guy you mentioned earlier, uh, Carl Amuwata, the defensive tackle from the Saints. I think both those guys are going to be Falcons because the Falcons' new defensive coordinator is the former Saints defensive line coach. I would assume, and the Falcons have money to spend for days. <laughs> so yep. I think those guys are going to end up in uh, Atlanta. But uh, we'll see. You still going to be an open market, and those guys are probably going to go where they feel valued by the dollar bill. Yeah, As for they sure. Should. Yeah. No, I agree. I'm with you. I'm 100%. Players, go get your money. You never know when that knee's going to go out or something's going to happen. Coaching yeah. changes that decide, hey, we don't view you as part of our future. All those kind of things play into it. So the your loyalty should be to getting that contract what you can. Yep. Pick the rest of, best situation for yourself. And a lot of times that involves those guarantees. Uh, but guys, it's going to do it for us. Make sure you're following Carl on Twitter. Carl is at MHH. I, myself, am at Nick Kendall, MHH. Also follow us at BFB underscore pod and BTB underscore pod. That's wrong one. Yeah, the wrong, too similar, but BTB underscore pod, as well as at Mile High Huddle. If you haven't done so yet, make sure you're joining our Facebook groups, facebook.com forward slash Mile High Huddle and facebook.com forward slash Mile High Huddle pod. As the ticker says there underneath, please subscribe, like, and share to our show over on YouTube. Click the thumbs up. Make sure you're hitting that uh, bell notification, the bell icon, so that way you know when we go live. Carl and I are pretty punctual sometimes, though. Traffic happens. Life happens. We're five, ten minutes late. You put on that bell notification. That way you know when we go live. But, yeah, guys, a fun Tuesday show. No breaking news today, really, but uh, some Draymond Jones conversation here. Uh, will be interesting to see what's going to We have about two weeks until that uh, franchise tag, and we're going to be swimming with information and rumors here coming up here pretty soon. So hopefully my internet's not crapping out. Carl, any final thoughts? No, I just, like I said, I think Broncos need to prioritize Draymond as much as they possibly can. Obviously, there is a number that you can go up to and say, you know what, beyond this, yeah, go get your money. But if, if they can get something done, it'd be huge for this defense because you cannot lose a core piece like him. Yep. Going backwards if you do. So 
we'll see what happens, but appreciate everyone joining us today. Thank uh, everyone so much for joining us and contributing to the show. We got Naj coming in a few times today. We had our guy, Lawrence Rivera coming in a few times today. We, of course, I think Naj came in two or three times. So that was incredible as well. We had a couple other big super chats as I scroll up uh, as well. Maybe Scott's going to write them down here. Oh yeah. Degeneration X with the $50 big time from Degeneration X. We really do appreciate that. A few others coming in here today. Uh, there was a David, uh, excuse me. Uh, we had from Gary Palmer, of course. Yes. Gary Palmer as well. And also our guy, Patrick, uh, Wiltsey coming in here, the uh, lion coffee sponsor. We always appreciate you, Patrick. So Carl, fun tonight always yeah. good to see it back into a little bit of normalcy until we get here into the summertime but this is unfortunately the most fun time of year for broncos fans in our show the last six years looking yeah. forward to the off season so is what it is we're gonna have a good time thanks everyone for joining us today have a great one uh continue to choose kindness and compassion go broncos you've been listening to building the broncos Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.